0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode here on Barnes University Radio. Um, today's episode, we're going to be talking about draft Twitter, draft community, and how much it's grown since I first, you know, hopped on the bird, aka Twitter, and hopped on social media in general, and how much it's just, you know, grew and how talented people are these days, at expressing themselves um you know and you know just enjoying the draft season and tape evaluation um i guess to start this off i'd have to say and and share you know how i got into the scouting realm very very you know very short as far as getting on twitter you know i changed my career path probably in 2012 2013 in college you know, early 20s and, uh, you know, thinking I wanted to be a PE teacher, something close to sports after changing it from media. And then I'm like, I think I can go a little bit bigger than this. And I just, you know, landed on scouting, which, you know, obviously there's not a degree for that, you know, wish we had training for choosing kids, how to choose career paths. And, you know, had we done that, maybe it would have saved me some time. But, you know, I really started to get into it, obviously Twitter uh was a place um that you can share anything and then obviously it started with the Titans talk and then I found guys that were already on Twitter doing it um former scouts like Bucky Brooks and you know Daniel Jeremiah and you know Lewis Riddick you know though I think those three are, are what most people start off with um uh, When you're starting off scouting and then, you know, Mike Mayock was on on Twitter and um, those are the guys you kind of follow. And then as far as to your database, where you find these players, you know, is NFLDraftScout.com and then the Walter Campbell football, Charlie Campbell, whatever, Walter football, um, you know, and then um, the Draft Bible and, 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 you know, people like that and, and companies like that. That's where you kind of start. I'm not sure if every draft guy starts like that, but that's where you start, and that's where I started. You know, I, I was—I um, can't say that every single pick or every single player that I thought once I started watching the tape um, was going to be good because way back in the day, all I did was just look up a player's name on YouTube or something and watch highlight tapes. You know, and I think that's how a lot of people still do that. You know, the casual fan might go to YouTube and just see how how well a player does at his best versus collegiate talent, you know, and then I started watching actual game tape and then I would give my opinion. And, you know, first few years I was, you know, off and on here and there. But, and then when I was on, it was usually very different than even guys like Daniel Jeremiah. And, oh, I can't forget Matt Miller, you know, who blew up due to the success of Bleacher Report um, for the most part. Um, But guys like that, I would I would have guys ranked higher than them that panned out Um, or I I would have guys ranked higher than they did that panned out in the league. And everybody sees things differently. And, you know, uh, I would say that the drafting community in this this business or or this um, um, interest or advice is something that, you know, can be frowned upon when you are accurate or whatever because so many people get things wrong um so it's like when you do celebrate a win it's frowned upon a lot of times but i'm going to get to that but basically back then when you had a win you could scream it loud and clear and it would be very rare to do so but nowadays due to to the growth of analytics and, and and the film that's available and just i guess people just growing into their own and understanding football a little a little better i think that that margin of rarity or how rare you are to get a guy right is is gone i think everybody on the platform is watching the tape is is learning football is is learning about projection and you see a lot of people who get around the same type of evals now as far as the eval on tape not the comps and comparisons and stuff like that um how they express it is differently how you express it may be wrong and then sometimes there are people who just get stuff wrong you got guys that uh people like you know Kyle Krabs is another guy that I started you know early knowing before you know the NFL Draft Network and, and speaking of that you know Jordan Reed and all those guys who Combined and, and make a very aesthetically pleasing website, which also has an extensive database and decent to above average evaluation on prospects. And I think that is not peak what the draft community could be, but it's as close as you can get. And because of that, guys are getting things right at an all-time high. And there's incredibly talent, talented people out there who can make tapes, make cutups, understand the X's and O's, um, understand you know what it's called in the NFL, understand you know so much of the game and give it to fans. And there's no question as to why you know people flock to them. That's 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 knowledge it's um where people get their information for the drive that all makes sense now what i want to really get to is what is the next step you know what i'm saying what is the next step of of are we just going to continue to do this to show how much or how many prospects we know who everything about them even you know the database guys who go very very deep dive into who these players are as people which is very important okay we got that aspect down we got as many prospects we got the small school guys we got the fancy websites we got the fancy presentation okay now what are we competing with the NFL scouting departments now you know are are, our scouting is scouting going to become obsolete and teams are going to start buying from companies and entities like, what is the end goal? What is the projection moving forward for dra- the draft community on social media? Because that's really all we got as a platform. And then you got magazines, um, you know, some magazines such as Athlon Sports and Pro Football Weekly. You know, you got those guys. You know, so what is the next thing? We're just informing people of draft, pro- of draft prospects. Yes, we're, we're kind of tickling that fancy or expressing ourselves that's good that's healthy but what is the next step and that's something that I think about all the time okay I got somebody correct I got somebody wrong it's it's almost like you're chasing your tail or you're like getting good at something that you know I don't know how much these people are bringing in monetary wise I'm pretty sure people subscribe you got 50,000 followers collectively if somebody subscribes five dollars or or $10, 50000 times 10, you know, you might have you a half a million dollar business after taxes, quarter million dollar business. So, I, I mean, I, I, I guess if you put in the work and especially when you got a team, it's very difficult to do it by yourself. Um, so, I mean, I guess it can be lucrative and you're doing what you enjoy. So I, I get it that people that do it for those reasons, you know, just like the draft analyst that that's on TV. You know, these people, uh, you know, inform themselves, teach themselves, study all offseason to be very competent for one day and a few appearances throughout the year. talking about prospects. You get paid and then you do the same thing over and over again. I guess I guess that's that's what it is. I think monetary gain or or a making it make a living out of your passion. I guess that's what everybody's trying to do in the world, I guess. So I'm just really just thinking out loud, speaking out loud about where I think the scouting community is, is 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 headed. You know, I've already stated how I came into it and how impressed and how proud I am of the people that's grown within this industry. Um, hopefully their name gets out there, but I don't really see so many of those people express wanting to actually be a scout. I, I, I honestly very rarely actually see that. Dane Brugler, another guy that I can't can't uh, forget to mention, Um, you know, a guy that you know is doing athletic right now and probably a lot of different TV shows and appearances, informing people of the draft process or or the draft process and prospects. Pretty sure he gets paid for it, and that that's a satisfaction for him. But I rarely see anybody other than you know Mike Mayock has been one that has been. You know, promoted obviously the general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, you get Lewis Riddick, GM interviews here and there. These are guys that actually want to get back into the business, and um, you know, you know, be there. But other than those two, Daniel Jeremiah, I think he's done. I'm pretty sure he try, he gets interviews from time to time. You know, Bucky Brooks has, has done it. Not sure if he's he's getting any calls to go back. But everybody's pretty much, they love the process. They're getting paid for it. I guess when you get to that point, when you first see that check, I'm literally getting paid for doing what I absolutely love doing. And I guess when those two connect, you you might not want to go to the hustle and bustle and the grind of scouting. Because I don't know personally, but like right now, I would prefer to be on a team, to 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 do the to be a part of the journey, the everyday grind, the back and forth strategy, um, building a team, watching the waiver wire, you know, putting in claims, making trades, evaluating, drafting, all of that good stuff. You know, right? You know, as of right now, that's something that I definitely want to do. But but these guys that have already done it. Or and then those guys that haven't even done it, that just have created a following and, you know, maybe they have a side job that that pays their bills and and they just do this for fun. They have no, you know, they have no um, desire to go out on the road, you know, all these months out of the year and um, do, you know, the scout work and they're just fine with where they are. But for me, man, I just, you know, I'd love to. You know, um, to to be a part of a team trying to win a championship. Um, so I just don't see that as much. That's an observation that I see. So the, their end goal for, I would say, 80% of those guys isn't to be on a team. I think a lot of other guys that haven't arrived, quote unquote, yet probably are you know, have the whole, quote-unquote, aspiring NFL scout in their bio. So I guess those guys, but those guys that the the aspiring NFL scouts look up to don't aspire to be an NFL scout. So I just find it, I find it to be a very unique and uh, growing profession. And, um, you know, I'm proud to be a part of it. Um, I'm always looking for ways to be better as well. And uh, these guys awfully make it extremely easy for that growth to be had so with that being said just wanted to talk about and give a salute to those guys that I mentioned and many many more um that are part of this draft community and uh you know you know we we definitely have to stick together and collab more who knows one of one of those guys may get a gig in the league Bring some guys on, really break through for the guys that are on social media. I don't think any when you're trying to find talent, talent just like with players, you know, you know, Kurt Warner and you know all these different guys, like late round undrafted free agents that were doing other things before NFL teams called them on 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 a roster. Why do, why wouldn't you do that for? The executive side of things, the administration side of things, if someone's good enough, obviously, you know, leave no stone unturned. If there's a guy on Twitter that is exceptional, then you give that guy a chance. If there's a guy on Instagram that's exceptional, you give that guy a chance. Why does it always have to be send in a resume or go to a college, work five to ten years, have people kiss your... You kiss butt, have people say nice things about you, and then, then you get your opportunity. You know, why can't it be this guy is very good. We're going to give him a chance, give him an internship, and see where it goes. You know, we I think that would be a great way to expand the pathway and the gates into professional football because the gatekeeping that's going on right now in this industry is extremely, yeah, um, unforgiving. Uh it's uh, hard to get in, as as, as everybody says, but I, I think that that would be awesome for the for NFL teams to, and general managers, the decision makers, to to open up their ways of acquiring administration and executive talent, as opposed to the resume suit and tie um, type of route. But anyway. Love what everybody's doing. Look to collab with you guys in the future. And I'm looking to grow and gain more knowledge. Um, you never have arrived. It's a common misconception. And I don't make it too easy based on some of my tweets. But I'm just a passionate guy that wants to win championships. And and uh, some of the things that I've done, I'm, I'm definitely proud of. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being with being proud of yourself and especially if nobody else is clapping for you. Um, You know, I think everybody shows receipts of what they've been right about. Um, But a lot of people don't show what they've been wrong on. And I've, I've, I've probably shared that more times than a lot of people of what I've been wrong on. So that being said, anyway, I think everybody's doing a fantastic job. Look to collab. Thanks Uh, Thanks for the inspiration. Thanks for the information. And uh, keep going. God bless.